Welcome to the Main Street Preps High School Football Wrap-Up. Nobody brings you more comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee than Main Street Preps. Today's show is brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, please welcome the host of the Main Street Preps High School Wrap-Up Show, Chris Yao. Good morning. Welcome in to the Main Street Preps football wrap-up show. I'm Chris Yao. Be here with you all season long. Excited to bring you all of the reviews from this past week in all of high school football from around the mid-state. We've got several of our reporters who have been out to ball games throughout the weekend, and they're going to give you the reports and tell you a little bit about what happened in each of their different areas. Of course, MainStreetPreps.com is where you can find the most timely and comprehensive coverage on Friday nights with uh, game stories and much more coming your way immediately on Saturday morning or Sunday morning, depending on when the games happen. But let's go ahead and take a look now around the mid-state at what happened this weekend in high school football. We'll start up in Sumner County, where Blaine Keller is standing by. The biggest headline in this week's Sumner County football snapshot? Michael Straup has his first win as Gallatin football coach. This is Sumner County Sports Editor Blaine Keller giving you a look at the week that was in Sumner County football. Straup and the Green Wave survived in the Mayor's Cup against Station Camp on the road. With a missed kick at the buzzer by the Bison, Straup picked up his first win in a Green Wave uniform, of course, after stops at USJ and Scotts Hill. Uh, the coach picks up his first win as a member of a 6A school with Gallatin. It was a crazy one. Final score, 42-39. to 39. Straup's son, Jackson, who, of course, came along with him uh, in the move from USJ. Uh, the sophomore dazzled in his second varsity start for Gallatin, completed 19 of 31 passes for 264 yards and three scores. Other big players include that entire whiteout group for the Green Wave, as well as running back Zakayan Brinkley. Other teams who picked up their first win included Westmoreland, which went on the road to best Class 1A runner-up Clay County, and Portland, which trounced Greenbrier 42-6. Liberty Creek and Pope Prep, including Station Camp in that bunch, of course, all fell to 0-2 through the first two weeks of the season. The Wolves fell in a 18-20 thriller on the road against White House, while Pope Prep suffered a blowout loss to Father Ryan in the Bishop's Cup. Second-year coach Brian Sneed really looking for some rhythm and momentum out of his younger players. Beach evened its record with a road loss at Collierville. The Buccaneers now sit at 1-1, one and, one, and Hendersonville blanked Clarksville Northeast 54-0 to stay perfect on the season. That was your Sumner County football snapshot. Back to you guys. Thanks, Blaine. We'll head on over now to Robertson County. David Wilson has a report. Hey everyone, my name is David Wilson of the Robertson County Connection. Here to give you a quick recap of high school football in the Robertson County area in week two. White House is off to their first 2-0 start since 2019. The Blue Devils under head coach Ryan Hamilton earned a thrilling 20-18 victory over Liberty Creek on Friday afternoon in White House. The story, quarterback Tanner Hayes, who led three touchdown drives in the second quarter to help propel the Blue Devils to the victory over the Wolves. 
First-year head coach Justin Robinson earned his first career victory at Joe Burns last Friday. The Red Devils earned a 51-7 victory over Ballard Memorial. Story was quarterback Amari Cotton, who was 6 of 11 passing for 165 yards and three touchdowns in the road win. White House Heritage and Scott Murray are off to a great start. They're 2-0 after their victory over East Hickman by a final score of 41-19. Running back Adrian Bonilla continues his hot start to the season. He had 14 carries for 185 yards and two touchdowns in the Patriots' home win. Then finally, East Robertson earned a thumping and a thrilling victory over Houston County by a final score of 69-0, a program record for points for the Indian offense. The story was the Groves brothers. Isaiah Groves had five carries for 230 yards and two touchdowns in the win. And on defense and special teams, it was Elijah Groves, who had seven tackles, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, a 90-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, and two catches and 45 yards on offense. Truly all over the field for the Indians. In defeats were Springfield and Greenbrier. Springfield lost to Clarksville by a final score of 42-7. The first Battle of the Bridge trophy goes to the Wildcats. The lone score for Springfield was Jaden Hirsch in his 25-yard touchdown round. They surrendered 35 unanswered points to the Wildcats. And then finally, Greenbrier, who lost 42-6 to Portland. The lone touchdown came from quarterback Nolan Carson, who had a rushing touchdown in the second quarter. Greenbrier found themselves without several key offensive linemen, and they will look to bounce back this week heading into region play as they welcome the Whites Creek Cobras. Hi, I'm Brady McTemmy, sports editor at Main Street Clarksville, and here's what happened in the Montgomery County area on Friday night. Clarksville High has continued to roll as they took on Springfield High in the 100th all-time meeting in their rivalry and what is now being called the Battle of the Bridge. The Wildcats rolled 42-7 as Amari Galbraith went, ran 17 times for 119 yards and three touchdowns in a huge game. Montgomery Central struggles continue to start the season. They took on Kirkwood, the brand new school in the area, and the Cobras rolled in that game 43-25. They scored 21 straight points in the fourth quarter. And the rest of the area has continued to struggle as well as West Creek, Northeast, Northwest, Kenwood and Clarksville Academy and Rossview all unfortunately dropped games to out-of-area opponents. The area has continued to struggle as, only, as they have won only four games between the entire area, Clarksville and Kirkwood, both 2-0, and the rest of the teams are 0-2. Thanks, David. All right, now we're going to head down to Murray County where Mo Patton is standing by. Thanks, Chris. Had some nice performances in week two of Murray County area high school football, beginning on Thursday night as Columbia Academy defeated Webb School over at Bell Buckle 48-13 behind a 256-yard five-touchdown outing by junior running back Monte Baldwin. Also, Columbia Central collected its first win under new coach Tredarius Goff defeating Dixon County 27-21 as Caden McCoy rushed for 216 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Mount Pleasant with the big in-county rivalry win over Spring Hill, downing the Raiders 18-13. Nick Brown with 104 yards and a touchdown rushing, also threw for one. Avery Martin rushed for 65 yards and a score. Patrick Bunch had a 75-yard kickoff return for a touchdown to keep the Raiders close in that one. Down in Lawrenceburg, 
The host Wildcats fell to Loretto 24-20. I'm sorry, the visiting Wildcats fell at Loretto 24-20 as Nicholas McDowell scored the game winner for the Mustangs in that one. Also, Independence, three field goals from Landon Mayeski, the last one to win that game over Page 30-27 in overtime. Wayne County defeated Summertown 40-14, scoring the last 26 points of that matchup, and Centennial deals host Summit a 42-0 victory. That's going to do it for high school football from week two in and around Murray County, and be sure and check us out on MainStreetMurray.com and in print on Main Street Murray. All right, it's time now for our first break of the show. Thanks again to the Tennessee Highway Safety Office for bringing you the most timely and comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee through Main Street Preps. We'll be right back after this. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. Thought I could hold my liquor. At Dixon Tater Shack, we take loaded baked potatoes to a whole new level. And we're not just any potato joint, we're the best this side of the Mason Dixon line. Whether you're a traditionalist who loves classic flavors or a culinary adventurer seeking bold new combinations, we've got you covered. Located at 728 East College Street, dine in or take out. Follow us on Facebook. Call us at 615-740-7111. Complete Service Heat and Air is a trusted provider of top-notch heating and cooling solutions dedicated to ensuring optimal comfort and efficiency for residential and commercial spaces. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way 24 7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson Counties. Dairy Berry's Heat and Air has been proudly serving the Middle Tennessee area for over 35 years. We have been voted Summer County's best heat and air company for the past eight years. For outstanding service, call Dairy Berry's at 615-452-8121. As an Allstate agent in Gallatin, Larry Maynard knows many local families. His knowledge and understanding of the people in this community helps him provide customers with outstanding service. Give Larry a call at 615-452-1500. Welcome back in to the Main Street Preps Football Wrap-Up Show. I'm Chris Yao. Thanks again to the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. We've heard from several reporters. Let's take a look now at Wilson County. Tommy Bryan has a report. Hi everybody, this is Tommy Bryan, sports editor of the Wilson Post in Lebanon, and here's a look at what went on in high school football last weekend. Heading things off, Friendship Christian belted rival Donaldson Christian 35-13 last Friday at Ken Redmond Field. Senior tailback Tyson Walcott ran for 296 yards and four touchdowns as the defending Division II Class A state champion commanders improved to 2-0 and and stretched their school record winning streak to 15-0. and Mount Juliet 
just rolled past Hunter's Lane, 56 to 12. The Golden Bears leaped to a 42 to nothing lead at intermission. John Michael Crudup and Harrison Edwards each scored two touchdowns as Edwards broke the 100-yard rushing mark. The Golden Bears improved to 2-0 in the season. Upperman knocked off Lebanon by a score of 24-14. That game played in Baxter on Friday night. Class 4A power Upperman converted two first-half interceptions into, into points, and they led 24-7 at halftime. The Bees were led by sophomore quarterback Bronston Chaffin, who ran 18 times for 83 yards. Lebanon slipped to 1-1 one one on the season with the loss. Upperman improved to 2-0. Watertown went to Turney Ford Field in Gordonsville to take on the Tigers last Friday night in a late game that started at 8 o'clock. Watertown moved to 2-0 on the season with the 17-7 victory. The Purple Tigers had one touchdown call back in the fourth quarter in a penalty-marred contest. The Purple Tigers improved to 2-0 on the season. Wilson Central opened the home portion of their schedule with an easy 42-0 win over Clarksville Northwest. The Wildcats ran for 291 yards and threw just one pass in the second half, moving to 2-0 on the season under first-year head coach Ben Kuhn. Mount Juliet Christian Academy got some big special teams play in a 36-28 victory over Lookout Valley. Defensive end Andy Griffith blocked two PAT tries and a punt. He was also in on seven tackles and three sacks. Ninth grader Zach Cartwright ran for 163 yards and two touchdowns for the Saints, who moved to 2-0 on the season. And finally, Green Hill knocked off West Creek by a score of 37 to nothing. Green Hill moved to 2-0 on the year. They led 37-0 at intermission after scoring 23 in the second period, forcing a running clock throughout the second half. Sophomore quarterback Cannon Burroughs threw a pair of touchdown passes in the first quarter for the Hawks. Taking a look at Friday, September the 1st, Columbia Academy plays at Friendship Christian School. Warren County plays at Lebanon. Green Hill visits Summit. Providence Christian plays at Mount Juliet's Ed Suey Field. Mount Juliet travels to Gallatin, Wilson Central, tackles Laverne in Rutherford County, and Watertown goes on the road to play at Sequatchie County. That's a look at Wilson County football for Main Street Preps. I'm Tommy Bryan, and I'll talk to you later. Thanks, as always. We're going to go now over to Dixon County. Across the way, Casey Patrick with a little wrap-up from Dixon and Cheatham Counties. Hi, my name is Casey Patrick. And uh, I'm the sports reporter for the Dixon Post and the Cheatham County Exchange. This past week, uh, I covered the Harpeth and Cheatham County game, uh, the battle for the Daniel Greer Memorial Acts. Uh, that game was in Kingston Springs. Harpeth was able to keep the uh, Acts, the Daniel Greer Memorial Acts, with a 35-6 to win 
over Cheatham County Central. Uh, Sycamore, on the other hand, they had to travel, uh, excuse me, they were at home against James Lawson High School, a brand new high school. This is the second week in a row that Sycamore played a brand new team. Uh, and last week, after falling 49 to 48 in a heartbreaking fashion in double overtime, uh, Sycamore didn't score quite the points that week, uh, this week, with a 7 to 2 loss to James Lawson. Uh, over on the other side uh, for Dixon, uh, Dixon County was at home this week against Columbia Central. We had Chris Yow down here from our Murray paper. Uh, Chris Yow covered that game for us. Dixon looking for revenge after last year's overtime loss to Columbia Central. Dixon lost 27 to 21. Uh, even after Malachi Redmond's opening 97-yard kickoff return for a touchdown uh, and the Cougars leading 14 to 10 at halftime, a little bit of a rough second half there for Dixon County. Uh, they're going to look to get things on track uh, when they face Northeast this week. Uh, the last team in Dixon County, the last team we're going to talk about is Creekwood. Creekwood traveled all the way down to Lewis County to take on the uh, state 2A quarterfinal uh, Lewis County team. And Creekwood hung with them for a while and even scored their first touchdown of the year, but eventually lost 14-6. to Um Again, another another close defeat for Creekwood. So they've got Pearl Cone coming in. That's going to be a rough matchup for them. But that's everything for uh, Dixon and Cheatham for week two. So uh, thank you all for hanging out with me, and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. We're going to take another break. When we come back, more from Main Street Preps football wrap-up show presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office after this. Watch it. Did that guy even see that girl on her bike? Just like looking for other cars before switching lanes, drivers should keep their eyes out for those traveling on bikes. When a crash occurs between a vehicle and a bike, it's the cyclist who is most likely to be injured. Give cyclists room and do not pass too closely. Riders have the same rights and responsibilities as those behind the wheel. Be aware, be alert. Brought to you by THSO, the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Complete Service Heat and Air is a trusted provider of top-notch heating and cooling solutions dedicated to ensuring optimal comfort and efficiency for residential and commercial spaces. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Dairy Berry's Heat and Air has been proudly serving the Middle Tennessee area for over 35 years. We have been voted Summer County's Best Heat and Air Company for the past eight years. For outstanding service, call Dairy Berries at 615-452-8121. As an Allstate agent in Gallatin, Larry Maynard knows many local families. His knowledge and understanding of the people in this community helps him provide customers with outstanding service. Give Larry a call at 615-452-1500. Ethan was just one of those kids who was so kind. He was 16, funny as could be. He was just going to go hang out with some friends. He wanted to come home early and get a good night's sleep. He said, good night, Mom. See you in the morning. Love you. And my response was, I love you too. You know, I was talking to him, son. It's time to get up. And he didn't move. You know, your head doesn't go that my son has died. Having a hard conversation is so much easier than sitting in my seat. Welcome back into the Main Street Preps football wrap-up show. Again, I'm Chris Yao. Thanks again to the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans, don't let fans drive drunk.
Just a couple more to go. Russell Venosi standing by with a report from this weekend. Remember the name Baylor Hayes. He's a newcomer at Brentwood High School after transferring from Jacksonville, Florida during the offseason, and he gave quite a first impression Friday night at James C. Parker Stadium, leading the Bruins to a 21-18 dramatic victory over Brentwood Academy, of course, their rival just down the street. I've covered a lot of high school games over the past decade or so, and this one was right at the top of the list as far as best games go. Hayes was phenomenal. He passed for 275 yards and a touchdown and also ran for two scores, including the go-ahead touchdown in the final minute of the game. He was able to run around and extend plays with his feet. Uh, he took a lot of big hits, and he was able to jump back up every time and, and lead his team here in his just his second game with Brentwood. I was really impressed with what I saw from Hayes. Uh, also, Brentwood senior Johnny Silvestri was key. He intercepted Brentwood Academy quarterback George McIntyre in the fourth quarter to stop a promising Eagles drive, and he also blocked what would have tied the game, uh, the field goal that would have tied the game from London Baronis had it gone through. So um, that was at the final horn, too, so it set off a wild celebration there from Brentwood. Elsewhere, how about Pearl Cone? The Firebirds are 2-0 and after downing NBA in Week 1 and CPA last week and per Metro Schools. They will debut their new artificial turf field on September 8th against Pure Academy. So a lot of good things happening in North Nashville right now if you're a Pearl Cone fan. Lastly, I want to give a shout-out to Glencliff, which finally came through last week with a win. It's their, their first win since 2018. Uh, the Colts took down Republic 40-46 behind a huge night from senior quarterback Eric Thomason, who accounted for four total touchdowns. Keep an eye on Antioch, too. They've showed promise in uh, a couple of early season losses to Lebanon and Nolensville and are searching for their first win since 2020. And Coach Devin Arnold seems to have that group playing pretty well, so we'll see if the Bears are the next Metro team to break through and snap a long losing streak. Chris, back to you. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Main Street Preps football wrap-up show presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Again, Check us out every Tuesday throughout high school football season at 10 a.m. right here on Main Street Media TV. Download the app on your Roku, Apple, or Fire Stick device or on your iPhone or Android cell phones. We've got you covered again with the most timely and comprehensive coverage of high school sports and more around Middle Tennessee. Until next week, I'm Chris Yao. Have a great day. You've been watching the Main Street Preps High School Football Wrap-Up Show with Chris Yao. Nobody brings you more comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee than Main Street Preps. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest news about high school football. The Main Street Preps High School Football Wrap-Up Show was brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.